Hey, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk listeners, Eric Sorensen here. And are you a fan of local sports in the Kittitas Valley? Do you have a business you want to grow? Maybe get your business's name out in the community or just simply support local coverage of local athletics. Then email us to find out more about sponsorship opportunities. Email eric at bigcountrymedia.net or find us on any of our social media pages just by searching Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. Welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans, to another episode of your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast. I am Eric Sorensen, joined here by Sammy Henderson and John Goodat, Big Country Studios, the warmer Big Country Studios. The heat is on. And we are loving life. Guys, I'm fired up, because the last time we recorded all three of us, I said how much I hate February. It's the worst month ever. It's almost over, and we're almost into spring sports. We're almost into state tournament basketball time. We just wrapped up the wrestling tournament. Mm-hmm. We're back to being happy again. I don't have to be so angry. So we got wrestling state tournament. We're going to recap that. Mm-hmm. We're rolling into high school basketball state tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this week, but next week we're going to roll into the GNAC tournament. Yeah. It's an exciting time. It and is. it's freaking windy, so baseball coaches out there, and I know I'm speaking to you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh the wind means it's going to be the coldest yeah. spring or, or the coldest uh, season of the year. Yep. I'll take winter any day over a windy spring. So that yeah. means baseball is upon us. Yeah, I think someone today brought up the, it's nice being in climate-controlled gyms. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and there's double headers where you think, oh, are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's thinking the same thing. Like, there's going to be a better day. And it's cold out right now. We're, we're recording this on February 23rd, and it is like, Bitter outside. It was below freezing when I was driving up to the old homestead here, oh. and that didn't. Include it never the got chill. above no? freezing today. Yeah. It was seven when I left to take my son to school this morning. And it's deceiving because you look out the window and it's gorgeous, and you're like, "Oh, it's okay. nice." You open the door, not gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cold. It's at that point of the season where I'm like, uh, where I'm like, "Oh, it looks nice. I'm going to put the thin heavy coat yeah. on, not the ski coat mm-hmm. or you know winter parka." Yeah, and I'm always regretting it. Yeah. Well, Friday it was sixty degrees, and I was outside working in my short sleeve shirt. It was, I know it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and then winter comes back. Yeah, <laughs> should have kept the ice rink like out. overnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, overnight. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, I know that I was. I'm getting softer in my old age because in my younger ages I would have been out working on the field. Mm-hmm. This particular time, I said, "No, I'm gonna stay home." <laughs> Sounds <laughs> way better. But yeah. Yeah, I did take my daughter out there, though, to work on the field with me on Saturday. I think I saw a post on that. It was awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> third base is stuck, right? Can't get it out. So you have to pull the whole thing out. So there's a hole where the base's plug's supposed to be, right? Yeah. It'll be fine. No one's going to fill it in. I go on with my day. I turn around, and I brought a shovel and a dump truck for my daughter so that she'd have – I want her to enjoy being out there so that she'll go with me out to the – one of my highlights of being a coach, right? Taking my kids. I turned around 20 minutes later to see her dumping the dump truck in Absolutely. the hole. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so, good news, she was having a ball. Bad news, we got to remeasure our bases at Kittitas because third base is not, we don't know where it's supposed to go right now. So, <laughs> but she had fun. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, anyways. Get off baseball subject because we still actually have to win no, 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 no. That's not. Yeah. I was actually waiting to say this when we're on the air. Mm-hmm. Spring break. Yes. 
I will be in Arizona. Oh, I hope there's. Do I need to do spring training? Gosh, they need to get this lockout thing yes. fixed. I got a call Quick. today from CWU wanting me to go to the Mariners night on like April 19th. It's the CB thing. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, hey, are you coming? I'm like, I don't. I don't know if I'll be able to. I don't, I don't know if you'll be able to. Yeah. I don't know. If, he's like, yeah. I said, you guys might want to hold off on that. Just, Maybe just schedule that bit. one for September. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, by then. All those promotions, it's are they early, locked into it? It's early in this. That's why I said, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if that game's going to yeah. stay scheduled. I have no idea. Yeah. Hey, I know we got we got high school stuff to talk about and local stuff to talk about, but this, this is actually, no joke, this is really important. So yeah. do they just cut off spring training and just keep the season normal? You can't. They will do a spring training. But, I mean, that, not like where they get rid of it, but like, do you say, all right, we're going to cut it in half? I think at this point, you got to start canceling regular season games. Yeah. Because you got to give pitch. The, after the shortened spring training in 2020, there was too many pitchers getting hurt, and they, they need to give them the full month, I feel like. Yeah. No, they, they well, will. They'll give them, they'll give them, I think, the full yeah. spring training to get ready. So I think, let's go back to previous interviews. Let's, when we talked to Tim Booth. Mm hmm. Our AP writer, uh, former Ellensburg guy, former Central guy, and he was basically saying, you know, the COVID shortened season brought up the idea of do we need 162 games? And I think maybe this lockout season brings in another, another keeps that argument going mm-hmm. or that debate going. Yeah. And I'm wondering if do they just shorten the season again because of that. the strike? Yeah, God, I hope they get it figured They'll out. Have and they can just go. They'll have to. I At this point, if you ever have to cut. Into the start of the season, usually that means games are going to be because they should be changed. playing right now. There should be games played. I know this week. I think, and this is the time. Like my my father in law, um, his birthday is in March, and I always it's like the worst kept secret. He's going to get Mariners tickets for his birthday. Right? We do it. It's kind of tradition. Blah blah blah. It's fun. We get we. Sp- I spend way too much money on mm-hmm. seats, but whatever. It's a tradition. Tradition. But I'm like. Now I don't know. I I didn't buy him, yeah. and his, I got three, two more weeks before his birthday, so I got time. But I don't know if this Late, is going to be later out. in the season. Get him for later in the season. To quote Lloyd yeah, and Harry Christmas or Lloyd Christmas, this is an IOU. This is good as money. <laughs> Those are IOUs. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> this is an IOU Mariners ticket. Someday when they're bond. That's right. <laughs> uh, I I really hope you get to experience spring training when you go down. They have they have to be figured out by then. Like it's got to be. I mean, that's spring break is three and a half weeks away, or at least we'll be down there. Yeah. Although I heard the last meeting they had lasted fifteen minutes. Yeah, and yeah. Nothing decided yeah. that. That doesn't make nope. you feel like it feels like somebody walked in and be like, "Hey, this is what we're doing." Everybody packed up their stuff and left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I would actually like to be there just to watch that happen. Who brought right. the donuts? No one brought the donuts. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What's with the cold coffee? Yeah, yeah. this is crap. <laughs> I'm actually. Here's how. I mean, we're. We're not doing Arizona for spring training, but that, to me, is a big deal. And my wife understands, like, okay, so we get to watch baseball and chill out in your 99% guaranteed 70-plus degree weather. Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. So I don't have to, like, push this idea. Good. And then, of course, the year that I don't have to push the idea, lockout. Straight. Thanks, MLB. Yeah. Millionaires and billionaires. That's right. Uh, and they're fighting over extended playoffs. They're fighting over. I really hope they do come out with the block or the blackouts, so that like we can buy MLB TV and watch the Mariners without having to have root sports. Yeah, I'm. I really I'm just hope. getting sick and tired of that because that yeah. the only. I mean, 
maybe there's other losers, but really the only loser there is a fan. Yeah. Why why not? And it's like the colleges that make you pay to watch their broadcast. Why are you making people pay to watch your product? Figure out a way to get sponsors, figure out a way for someone else to pay for it, and advertise what you're trying to sell. That's what Kid Death Valley Sports Talk does. That's right. <laughs> I mean, we're well worth a pretty penny. 100%. But we ain't charging anybody. Speaking of that, email eric at bigcountrymedia.net for uh, sponsorship <laughs> opportunities. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I believe that's the email. But, uh, but no, I, I really hope so because uh, spring training is fun. It'll be like 80 to 90 when you're there. I'm, I'm looking, yeah. So we'll be there in late March. And, uh, yeah, I think. What level SPF do you bring? Ooh. I wear SPF brick wall. So <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, look at this. This thing doesn't tan, right? <laughs> and I mean, it's one bottle a day on this bad boy right here, all right? Yeah. You make the mistake once of not doing that, and then I did. Vacations run. When I was I was in Maui uh, last year, and I just put one application on, and and literally never left the water. And so I'm snorkeling, and my entire backside. <laughs> Right? Yeah. It was like. You slept on your stomach the rest of the week. That's Yeah, yeah. It was like you could uh, feel the heat radiating. I'd limped, not because I was hurt, but because I could not bend. Bend your legs. <laughs> I mean, uh, but. I but, laugh because I simplify, sympathize. I know exactly how you feel. Because that's the worst. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, shoot. Uh yeah no you're gonna you're gonna have fun and if they get it figured out they'll be I hope so I'm not, looking forward to it not to keep or beating a dead dog but like the blackout issue of like the Midwest they talk about the moms that are in they're in a different city but the cities are close enough together they can't watch their son because they don't have the TV coverage because it's in a different city but yet they're close enough that the little radar dude when you pull up the app they still can't watch their kid play that's brutal so. Oh, I didn't even think about That's that. That's why you need the, the special blockers so that you can, I mean, watch games in the different states. So right. we're, we're all three of us are baseball fans. Mm-hmm. So if you had your way, yeah. would you just buy an MLB TV package and mm-hmm. just be like, you guys control it all. I'm going to pay for it regardless. Yeah, I would do that. That would be my, because I use YouTube TV right now, which I can't get root sports. You're right. And I, I'm tired of neither. jumping different, exactly. yeah. different things. To That's just... Cable TV is going to be gone in 10 years. But hold on. I think that's the problem, though. That's part of the problem yeah. is like, oh, we're going to cut the cord because we cut the cord years ago. And I'm like, I'm just going to pick what I want to watch. But then it changes. The rules of the game changes every year. Yeah. We cut the cord and went to Fubo. And then we watched, which it was actually kind of nice because like the Olympics came on and we have Peacock. Yeah. That's the problem is that you always oh, bill so expensive and then you have all these streaming services to make up for it. Like, 100%. That's about the same price. But it was really nice to go to the Peacock app and say, oh, men's curling. I don't watch that match. Or like I got to pick what I watched. It wasn't like, I wonder what's going to be broadcasted tonight. Yeah. yeah. That's the beauty. Yeah. Of it. That's the nice part. But again, at the end of the day, all the decisions at, at the end of the day, it either inconveniences inconveniences the fan mm-hmm. or makes it more expensive, which is also inconvenient. Yeah. Well, while uh, I, we think about John getting sunburnt in Arizona, and I can't wait to follow your journey there. I hope there's something to talk about. I'm sure there will be. I think there's going to be. Yeah. Let's go in the past. Okay. To the sun dome. Nope. Tacoma Dome. Sorry. Tacoma Dome. <laughs> Tacoma dome. Yeah. Have you been to that before? Oh, yeah. I've asked. He probably it's went incredible. to a Van Halen concert back in the Ooh. day. 
Uh, Def Leppard. Yes. <laughs> Def Leppard, 1989. Eddie Van yes. Halen, not Van Hagar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I so knew it. I Matt knew it. Classic, mm-hmm. I've been there many times. 33 this year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it survived, you know, the, the reconfiguration of the Tacoma Dome. It's not as fan-friendly now. Really? Um, because of the way the stands are and stuff like that. But largest high school tournament in the nation. Because all uh, six divisions are in one, mm-hmm. under one roof. It's pretty impressive. It, it's pretty dang cool to see that much wrestling. And yeah. um, we had a couple of good, uh, yeah. a couple of good performers. We had a great week from the valley always our valley always puts up a good showing there i feel like mm-hmm. whether it's cleallum when they got guys in or ellensburg or kittitas um and so and we're gonna start with ellensburg and we're gonna go through weight yeah. bracket thanks to the ellensburg daily record for the stats on this one that's right um we're gonna start with the ellensburg 120 jack eiler finished fourth that's exciting he had a good tournament and you know his dad is was a long time uh or has been a long time coach yep. or volunteer coach um, also Russell, that central back in the day. We'll Andy just say. put the floors in in my house. Andy he's put jack the, of all trades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark, his name is and and uh, stud. Yeah, he's an incredible wrestler, and obviously the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Is that the mm-hmm. right term yeah. to use? And uh, fourth place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good tournament. Good tournament. And then at one thirty-eight, we had Jacob Bacon. He did pin his first round. He pinned a kid from Burlington Edison his first match. And then, unfortunately, he lost the next two. But you're there, man. You're winning the matches in the in the. The thing I like about the high school tournament, though, is the deeper you get into the bracket, the more uh, cushion you have on. I mean, there's some guys that have to get beat. I know two times, maybe even three times, if you're in that consolation final. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity to maybe not win state, but keep on playing. So or keep on wrestling and. Mm-hmm. He pinned his first opponent. Yeah, I saw that. In fact, Ellensburg went five and zero in the first round, yeah. uh, which was really cool. So if I stole your thunder by saying that, no, but, that's uh, a great fact. Yeah. That's why we hired you on. And he pinned a kid <laughs> named Trapper Jacobson. What a sweet name! Where yeah. did he, where does that kid go to school? Trapper Jacobson, Burlington Edison. I don't know, but I already know that I want to put him on the uh, podcast. <laughs> I need to call him up. Yeah, I know a guy there. We'll figure if we can get that yeah. one going. Our one forty five. There was two kids in the valley that finished second overall. Francisco Ayala, mm-hmm. not the reliever for the Mariners, wrestler for the Bulldogs. Uh, he pinned a kid from Bremerton, defeated a kid from Cedar Crest, major decision, 10-1. to In the semifinals, defeated a kid from Pullman, the Greyhounds, beat him 9-2, to and then lost the state championship to a kid from Sela uh, by a decision of 15-7. to But, dude, I bet the, the thrill of wrestling in a state championship match. Yeah. It's got to be unbelievable. And, you know, so he wrestled against a Pullman kid uh, who I'm pretty sure he saw in regionals, and I can't remember how the regional went. So your semifinal and final match are guys that you've wrestled against probably three or four times this year Mm -hmm. already. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to be that familiar with your opponent. But you talk about, like, his quarterfinal match, major decision 10-1, being a – I don't want to say former – well, I guess I – yeah, I am a former wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I didn't make it all the way through my high school career. But when you're beating up on a guy that bad, I mean, a pin is a pin, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're beating up a guy 10 to 1, I mean, that's 
that's tough on the loser. Yeah. So to be that's that's a pretty dominant match right yeah. there. Yeah. Were you a wrestler, Sammy? Uh no. Not at all. Yeah. It was during basketball season. <laughs> Coach yeah. Hyatt told me I couldn't do it, so Really? Yeah. Really long story to that one. I'm not gonna get into okay, it. Okay, we'll discuss it later. I was soft. I could have done it probably. <laughs> Sammy, who do we got in the 170? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Uh, Breck Hammond, who's a good family friend. Hey! Right? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Mom Jody, Dad Micah. All right. And his, he, he didn't place, uh, but I did see on there that Breck, uh, he, he won his first-round matchup. As you said, they went 5-0. They went mm-hmm. oh. His mom, Jenny, they were, they're all from Linden. And they went to the Mac Classic every year Seriously? as, like, helpers for the Linden wrestling team. So, like, Mom, I'm sure. Mom's intense. Awesome. I'm sure she was out there, but they've, I'm sure she was excited to see her son there because she had went for so many years mm-hmm. as a uh, a fan, and her mom was working there. And That's cool. They always went to the Matt Classic, so I'm sure it was a great experience for their family to have a, a son be there, yeah. compete. And, yeah. Uh, what grade's he in? He's a junior. All right. Yeah. So, so you're saying there's going to be another shot. There's another shot at yeah. it. Which is pretty cool. Uh, not to get sidetracked, but it is almost more fun watching the parents in the crowd for because re- they're wrestling with them. Yeah, it's awesome. You don't <laughs> yeah. sit next to a wrestling parent because you might get beat up. Yeah, you might get beat <laughs> You'll up. Get the yeah, forearm <laughs> shiver to the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they had wrapping up for the bulldogs. Sorry, I just touched your shoulder, Sammy. Um, round or no, the one ninety five. Logan stolen seventh place finish mm-hmm. again. Pin a kid from Bellingham in the first round, and. Uh, you know, good showing. I think Ellensburg did a really good job. They did. You know, from a from a team aspect, um, both Ellensburg and we're going to talk about Kittitas, you know, they were maybe had uh, in the past have had stronger team contingents, I guess you could say. And, uh, um, you know, maybe they're not placing in the top 10 or anything like that uh, as a team. But the fact that they're year after year getting multiple wrestlers there in Tacoma, you always want to be busy on President's Day weekend when you're a wrestler, and uh, Ellsberg and Kittitas was. So I, I'm I'm really happy for the Bulldogs, and definitely happy for Kittitas here we're going to talk about. And I think for the teams of this deal, if I can find my notes, Toppenish won it, White River was second, and Curtis High School was third. Curtis is 2A now? Uh, so Toppenish won the 1A, and... Uh, gotcha. Toppenish won the 1A, and Granger Granger won the 2B, um, okay, I did and, see that, yeah. and uh, Mead won the 3A. Curtis, I think, is a 4A. Okay. Uh, I was uh, shocked. Maybe this is overall. Overall. Yeah, so the thing about Toppenish, my goodness, I would – Toppenish um, – Toppenish wrestling. Yeah, that's weird. That's something. Yeah. Is the equivalent of uh, – I don't know uh, – Kittitas basketball the, in 17, 18, 19. Royal where City they can of be, football. Yeah, but Royal they, City but, of football. But they're in a different classification based on the new. Mm-hmm. Right. The the, free, the free and reduced lunch thing and, right. and enrollment numbers. Which I'm not sure how I feel about that classification. Well, stuff, so I have a buddy of mine who is a, he's a coach of football and wrestling. And, and uh, I don't know if he's still coaches softball or not. Brandon Walsh and ACH. Mm-hmm. And he's got some pretty strong opinions of it, too, because, um, is top top initiatives a are they a two A team or are they a one A team? Because they would have won two A. You could have convinced me that they would if they didn't wouldn't have won three A and four A. They would have been top three. They are freaking dominant. Mm-hmm. Those guys are kind of like Royal City being born with footballs in their hand. Yeah. What's what's 
Sorry, I know this is sidetracking, so we'll get back to Kid and Ask It's wrestling. a podcast. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what is, what's, and I don't know, but what's the thought process about the free and reduced idea? You're a coach. You might be of a better so, idea. The thought process is that schools with high percentage of free and reduced lunches don't have the same opportunities for out-of-season and off-season coaching, private coaching, than or schools that are less percentage of that. Right. So there's more opportunities for t- kids with less percent of free and reduce. It does it, it's the goal is to level the playing field, right? Yes. And give more kids more opportunity. Mm-hmm. But the question that maybe you're thinking, Sammy, is I think that that probably takes away an, an opportunity from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know how I, because I haven't kept up with it as religiously as like coaches or, or parents that have kids actively playing sports. Um, I'm I'm wondering which sports that actually affects. Like I'm thinking maybe volleyball, maybe some sports. I'm thinking sports that that really costs a ton of a ton of cash to play. Like like football. Mm-hmm. There's only one place to play football. You're there's no. There's no there's AAU no AU football, football yeah. league, and even basketball AU doesn't cost a whole lot of money. But like volleyball, and then like swimming, and you know tennis. I'm sure those cost a crap ton of money. Yeah. to keep playing. Yeah, and, you know that you can play year round, and it, it just costs money. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm thinking like basketball, like those you know the kids even if they're not doing AUs, and most like I'm talking inner city growing up in Seattle, like. Those kids are going to be on a team. If you're mm-hmm. talented, mm-hmm. somebody's going to train you. Yeah, they're going to take care of you, and you're going to play on a on a on a really nice team. Yeah, and so like I'm thinking Rainier Beach, the high school, they got like 300 kids, right? So even by population wise, they could be a 1A school, 2A school, and then you go free and reduce, they could be a 2B school, right? You know, but they mm-hmm. also produce the top athletes in our state who are playing in the NBA. And so, legit. right, so yeah. what logic is coming behind, mm-hmm. like, they don't have the opportunity, they, they've got opportunities. Yeah. And so, it, it just, it's it's mind-boggling to me to say, like, I read that as, oh, if you're free and reduced, you're not as good an athlete. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense to me. I I, uh, I would actually, that would be a good debate to have, somebody mm-hmm. who's strongly for it, mm-hmm. and then, like, um. My buddy Brandon, who I don't want to say he's strongly against it, but he definitely has the backbone to bring into some questions mm-hmm. like, okay, is it overly, is it making it, is the push to make it so fair, now it's becoming unfair? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Regardless of, not to <laughs> cut off the conversation, but to kind of bring it back in, regardless of whether Toppenish is benefiting from a lower classification they could probably beat most teams in the state at every level. At every level, yeah. right. Um, right? Maybe and maybe they're the exception. And I, I, I but don't know. You have an opportunity to opt back up, though. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to go down. <clears throat> but if it's just one sport out of the whole athletic department, you're probably still good. right. Because I, up until like a couple of years ago, and this wasn't a free and redo, or I don't think it was. I think this is a relatively new mm-hmm. rule, or that's a specific caveat of the mm-hmm. rule of the free and reduced lunch thing, but. If I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Cleolum always opted up to one A mm-hmm. until yeah, just recently. They did. 
they were always a two B yeah. level, right? In mm-hmm. terms of uh so yeah. I don't know. Um all I know is let's talk about Kittitas and uh we'll um because Kittitas had some great uh uh Kittitas had some great uh, uh placings as well. They did. The other kid in the valley who finished second, he's the one thirty two weight bracket, Tony Rios. Heck of a football player. Heck yeah. of a football player. A little running back, don't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he pinned kid from Willapa Valley. Semifinals pinned Ooh, Francis Louis. It's a nice name. From Lake Roosevelt. Um, he doesn't he sounds different than the kid from Burlington Edison. <laughs> a little bit a little bit different. Trapper. Um and then the first place he lost to Waylon Thomas from Tenasket. Yeah. Which actually, other than Wilpa Valley, he's probably wrestled those other two kids throughout yeah. the year. Uh, yeah. Lost in a major decision in that one, but that's exciting. That uh, kid has a kid in the state championship. Yeah, senior year, you know, you got to be disappointed to lose your last match, mm-hmm. but second place. He had a hell of a career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good athlete. Good athlete. We had 138, Jonathan Jones, who won by major decision against a kid from Clayama, 17-7. <clears throat> Jones pinned a kid from Wilpa Valley. The Constellation semifinal. Wait, hold on a second. Did I read that wrong? He, lo- he lost his first one by the Klamath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then he pinned a kid from Wilpa Valley. And then the Constellation semifinal, the kid from Forks pinned Jones. Yeah. But that's awesome. Way to get there, man. Three matches. Yeah. So he wasn't two and out. That's right. So gets the W to su- survive in that second round or that Constellation second round. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I don't, I, I can't, I think he's a junior, maybe he's a senior, I can't remember. It's a good question. I'll ask my daughters, and we'll mm-hmm. find out after we stop recording. That's right. Yeah. 145, Sammy. Josiah Skins are fourth, and they get lost the opening round, and then he went to pin a kid from on Alaska, mm-hmm. and he, d- he got a medical forfeit. He won on a medical yeah. forfeit, so I'm guessing a kid. Got wrapped up in, like in yeah. his match one, but couldn't compete. And in third place match, uh, he lost to Cody White from Liberty Bell. Uh, Pin skins are in three minutes and 50 seconds, but fourth place finish nonetheless. Yep. And they had in the teams overall, not to cut you off, but Kittitas finished tied for eighth, I believe, and Granger, like you said earlier, won it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought for some reason we had four kids. Tommy Sheely, wasn't Tommy? Um. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, well, I think he was an alternate. I could be wrong. Yep. And if yep. I'm wrong, it's because I read the article <laughs> in the newspaper, so it's not our fault. <clears throat> Sorry, daily record. Um, Ellensburg, women, they had Jocelyn Benera. Is that right? I, I apologize so. if I said your name Benera? wrong. Benera? B-E-N-E-D-N-A-R-I-K. Benera. Benera. That looks right to me. Round one, she pinned a girl from Highline. Round two, got pinned. And the Constellation was beat by some a girl from OMAC. But and a close one. Yeah, real close. 5-4. I bet that was an exciting match to watch. Those, well, those close matches, when they're not like a big blowout, there's they're a lot kind of, of nerve-wracking. Yeah, because right? like the last little bit, something could, you know, a reversal. or I don't know the rules, but it's entertaining. A reversal would... Be a reversal of fortune there. Oh, could you imagine this time runs out or however they do that? And that'd be awesome. I've been on the the receiving ends of uh, some frog splash from the top turnbuckle. 
Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. We were watching wrestling. <laughs> Different kind of wrestling yeah. before you got here, John. Yeah. yeah. Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> but overall, great job, Ellensburg wrestlers, Kittitas wrestlers. Yep. Uh, way to go there. And, you know, it's one thing if everybody from our valley went and was two in barbecue, like you said, but there's always a good showing from our valley mm-hmm. when people go to the Tacoma right. home. Yeah. But, and it's a it's a great tournament. You know, they have a, the what they call the Parade of Champions where everybody – Everybody takes pretty much gets they come out from underneath the the stands and there's just a few hundred kids just walking in the line together. And to, how many mats do they have placed out there? Uh, I think there's twenty four mats. That's a lot of mats. I mean, it's it's every Tacoma area school brings a mat. Now, now as an as a onlooker or a parent, when you're used to being a little bit closer, is it tough to be? Well, so, you know, in fairness, the last time uh, I went, um, I was helping out the daily record. So it's been a long time. So mm-hmm. where I'm going with it is I had a pass to sit on the floor. Right. And, um, but yeah, it's it's tough. But when you're a parent, you know exactly what mat your kid is on, right. when he's wrestling. And if you don't know, somebody else knows and you can just track your kid or track, track a coach. Um, but it is far away. Like, no, is it, is it like when I go to the, there to watch football, I got my seat, I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. Are you kind of shifting around like people changing seats left and right? Yeah. I mean, you like any tournament or any, um, event or meet or whatever it is, you've got your hubs of schools that are all over that are like, mm-hmm. yep, section a one is ours, right? We're right. putting up our flags and banners and stuff like that. But yeah, um, there's some rabid, I'm going to watch my kid and get as close as I can kind of fans. And there should be, Absolutely. there should be, um, it's a little bit difficult because I think now with the reconfiguration of the Tacoma dome and I haven't been there, I've been to Tacoma dome plenty of times since they've changed it, but not for Matt classic. It used to be where you could, the, the stands were all the way down to the mm-hmm. the floor and you could get as close as you can. Now I think one side is, backed up all the way to where you can only sit in the second section. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it's a little bit, um, it's still a great venue. I'm still glad that they have Matt Classic under one roof, but it's not as, um, intimate is not the right word because Tacoma Dome's huge, but you can't get quite as close. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it's still fun. You can yeah. still watch your kids. And Absolutely. Last time I checked, you still have binoculars to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, a, it's an awesome it's a really cool tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, let's transition to the hardwood. We got some big games happening this weekend. We yeah, got we two teams still alive. Yep. We have, uh, unfortunately, Ellensburg boys or basketball had a hell of a run through districts. Yep. Unfortunately, they lost to Grandview um, in the game to get in. But great season. Great uh, run. Great rate. season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have the Ellensburg girls basketball team kicking off. They are in. They're going to go to the Sun Dome no matter what. They are the number two seed, I believe, and they are playing Washougal. Washougal, which, like we said before we recorded, I thought Washougal was like the small town on the way to Pullman. That's Washtucna. Washtucna. I was wrong. It's and for those of you listening, wondering, it is south, down I five. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the girls' chances here, though. But they're playing at Davis High School. Yeah, I can't remember what time. They play at four o'clock at Davis High School. Mm-hmm. I know that because I was planning on going. And long story short, I can't go now. I'm really <laughs> sad, depressed, and upset about it. Uh, they play Washougal, who's who's 
in the RPI ranking is ranked fifth. So uh, tight matchup. They they lost to Tumwater at the beginning of the season by f- by four. Who's Tumwater's number one team? Wow, I didn't realize they, they played them at the end of the year and got lit up by twenty. But they also played Hudson's Bay twice, who's the third ranked team mm. in the in in the state in the, uh, RPI. And so they've they've been around the bend. They. It's a tough matchup because they've played tough teams. Mm-hmm. They, they're going to come in. They're going to be well-seasoned, I guess, in this season. They've played teams that tested them. They've beat teams. And so it's, it's going to – we're going to know. You know, I think the question's been out on Ellensburg. You haven't played anybody, according to the RPI. You know, you played Prosser twice, and, you, you know, you wiped the floor with everyone you played. The closest margin of victory was like 17 points. And so we're going to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. In this first game about yeah. the Ellensburg girls basketball team, you know what they? It wasn't for a lack of trying because they did beat Moses Lake, and the Moses Lake girls are in the four A state mm-hmm. tournament right. too. So right. I mean, they tried. Yeah, right. You know, um, but I am my my first question is like, how does the RPI number five team go all the way down to the uh, the eight eight seed and or I, seven I seed think, or something? I like think that. they do their best to make sure they're not matching up teams who have already played each other. Yeah. Yeah, I can, and, and you're going to have to beat them anyway. Correct. You're going to have to beat them. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to have to play here at in, this point in time. And I'm not a coach, so I can say this, and I don't have a daughter on the team, so I can say this. If we lose this weekend, we're not out. We mm-hmm. just get a less favorable draw uh, in the yeah. Sun Dome. And you have to you, play a win have, game. You have to play a tough but game. We're not. I mean, we, we just need to win four games. That's right. Correct. Win four games. You win four games in, in your end. In your end. Uh, and so I, you know, I think I expect them to to play well. I expect them to win, mm-hmm. um, but this will be their toughest test by far. Not even I close think so. Yeah. The whole season, <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I'm sad I can't be there. I, I want to see because uh, that's been my question all year. What what are, how good are we really? Yeah, yeah. You know how good are we really? And and you know a lot of focus, you know, on uh, sometimes I get on uh, the Twitter, and uh, a lot of focus has been now. Let's make sure Tom Water and and Ellensburg are on opposite sides of the bracket, which I agree. But you brought up a good point of Hudson's Bay, uh, Washougal, uh, and Tom Water, three of the top five teams. They all played each other a couple times in the same league. So I'm like, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing this one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think agree. It's, I think it's a, a quality matchup for both for both teams, and I think it's going to tell us a lot about Hudson's Bay, who we get end up if we want to go far, we might run into. And it's going to tell us a lot about Tumwater, yeah. who if we want to go far, we're probably going to run yeah. into. And so if if we can go and do what we do and do what we've done to the rest of the teams so far this year, we're going to know. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah we we can win this thing. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's. It is it's highly anticipated in my mind. Uh, you know, I look at a 16-4 team, and they're not your typical 16-4 teams when four of those losses, it came to the number one and number third ranked team Yeah, yeah. in uh, in the state. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. I really believe it'll be a battle, and I think it's really good uh, for Ellensburg. Even if, even if I don't want to say, even if they take a loss, they're going to learn more about themselves, win or loss, in this game Mm-hmm. Than they have in any game the, yeah. this, so far this year, yeah. and so uh, that's that's when you're really, you know, as a coach, this is the first time that Jeff Whitney and Dom Hunter are really going to have like 
exposed. You know, you're going to be ex- mm-hmm. any any weakness you think you might have is really going to get exposed yep. Big time. in these games. Whether you win by 10, 12, 15, uh, you're going to get press in some areas where Tumwater, Hudson's Bay, they're going to watch the film and they're going to be like, okay, yeah, you know, we know what the, that team's capable of and what yeah. they were doing and what we can do against you as well. So I'm so sad that I can't make it. So sad. I want to see it so bad. Cheer on the Bulldogs. Yep. Hope you can, can find you some can follow way it on on uh, Twitter. That's right. I'll be in any other score books or something like I'm that. I'm sure we'll have somebody feeding us scores from that game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll keep. I've posting. got my connections, but it's nothing like watching it yourself. Being there, hundred percent. Yeah. The next team in the state playoffs, hell of a season. Yep. Eighteen and two. 13 and on league. Yep. And we're going to take a quick break before we jump in talking about the Cleelum Warriors, Cleelum Roslyn Warriors, boys basketball team. That's right. Because we got Coach Terrell. He's wrapping up practice, and he is going to join us on the call to talk a little bit about some Warriors basketball. And we're talking about RPI ranking systems. I think they are one of the teams in the state that might have gotten the shaft throughout the whole I think thing so. when their only loss is to 2 A Ellensburg and then to the Columbia Burbank in the district championship game. So, right. Uh, I've always said all along they're going to be a heck of a team to watch in the state tournament. Mm-hmm. They got a couple ga- big games they got to get to to get into those placings to get going. But um, we're rooting for them. I'm rooting Absolutely. for them to be a Saturday team. So let's get we're it gonna, on. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Coach Eric Terrell from the Cleveland Warriors. All right, we're back with our guest for this episode, and we're fired up to have him on, Eric Terrell, head coach of Cleveland Warriors boys basketball and coach. 18-2 on the year, 13-0 in league. Heck of a season. Congrats to you guys for the run you've been on so far. Thanks, Eric and John. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a great season. Um, you know, we've really competed. And we've, you know, come through some of the obstacles that I think all the teams faced with. For us, it was weather. Then it was COVID. And just, man, we, we, I think we missed two weeks of practice in the season. At, you know, a week at two different times. So it was really... Um, it's been a little bit to overcome, but but here we are. Chance let's, to go to the state tournament, so we're pretty excited. Let's talk about that for a quick second here. And we were talking about we were talking about this right before we hit record on this interview, Coach. Of you know, we're going to talk about the season leading up to it, but like right now, this the season is a grind, and we're not even talking about what happens on the court, but there's just so much to overcome on a season. So, how do you keep the guys sharp and intense? at this point of the season without overwhelming them or mentally exhausting them. So like you were talking about maybe some things that you can do to keep practice light and fun, but still, you know, get the blood going and stuff. So how do you not over practice, not over coach when you're, I mean, it's basically March. I mean, how do you do it coach? That's a 30 second long question. I apologize, <laughs> but All right. I, well, I'm just no, overwhelmed no. with what you guys have to do as a coach, as a staff. Number one, I'm pretty sure we overcoach. <laughs> that's just a given. I'm pretty sure that's happening, maybe on a daily basis. But um, like one thing we did Monday, some of the players actually came to me and said, Coach, let's let's change up the way we do things and let's do some scrimmaging, but do a scrimmage where we're rotating. So, you know, we might start with our, our five starters versus our next five, but then we want to rotate maybe some of the seniors and they'll go down and play with the next group and we bring some juniors up and, and we kind of did that, and I think a couple guys thought it was one of the better practices we've had this year. Um, so that brought a little more energy. Um, the other thing I, um, you know, I've been thinking about, and, and I shared with you, Eric, that something that you did in baseball um, that Eli had mentioned um, was just 
trying to come up with something fun to do in practice. So we're hoping to maybe do some, you know, some Frisbee basketball and, and a couple things. I'm kind of creating my own little game. It might already exist, but for me, I don't know if it exists. So I'm just creating my own idea <laughs> um, just to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Um, Cause you can focus too much on the game and, and we're a team that plays better when we play loose and, and just relaxed. And when we get up tight and we have in a few of our playoff games got a little tight and boy, you know, we're missing layups and things that we just normally knock down. We, we, we struggled a little bit early in a couple of games because I think we were a little too tight and too, maybe too serious. So. Can we talk, can we talk about uh, your most recent game, which to me had a, you know, deep playoff run state kind of uh, feel to it. Uh, Columbia Burbank. What did you know about them and, and what did you learn about the Warriors? Well, first off, you know, we played Columbia Burbank in the in the district championship last year and lost a heartbreaker by one point. Um, we knew they're a good team. They're they're not a big like they're not tall, but they're really big and physical. Like they really play aggressive. Um, we knew that. I think we had a pretty good game plan going in. Um, it was like I'm sure from a fan's perspective, it was a phenomenal game. I mean, it was. We'd go on a run. They'd go on a run. We'd go on a run. It was back and forth. Um, you know, at, in the fourth quarter, I think at one point we were still down by 10. You know, they'd gone on a run, and we just hadn't countered. And then all of a sudden, we just started clawing back and started clawing back, came within one, um, missed the shot, then ended up and had to foul. They scored a couple more. We ended up lost by four. But it really could have gone either way um, down the stretch. Um we knew it was going to be a great game. Um, they're a strong team, well coached. Um, but yeah, I, I think we play that game again. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind meeting them in the in the future in the state tournament because I, I think we would. Um, there's a few things we learned. You know, I you know I've got a sign in my office that says, "You're either winning or you're learning." And I think um, that was a game we we had the opportunity to take some things away and go, "Okay, here's a few things we can do a little better." So. Coach, at the beginning of the season, I was a uh, I, I'm not a I don't understand basketball, obviously, to your level. But <laughs> at first I was thinking, wow, Cleola uh, brings some some height. And I maybe unfairly just said, wow, they're tall, so they're going to be good. It clearly it's more than just height this season. So I guess the two-part question is, is it nice to be a tall team? But two is, is it nice to know that you're not just a tall team? Yes, to both of those questions. <laughs> so first off, you, you know, in Clayland basketball, I had a few years where I, I maybe had a 6'1 or a 6'2 guy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wasn't even always a basketball player, right? Yeah. They were great kids, but not necessarily basketball first kids. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of different to have a, a team I've got, you know, six six, six five, six five, six four, six two, you know, and we do have a couple of the, you know, we have really four or five really good guards, um, three that play the most, probably the most dominant. But yeah, we, um, you can't just defend any one spot on Coelum. I mean, in any given night, I'll have two or three players in double figures, and it seems to be a different player every game. You don't know who it's going to be. You can't. You know, if you defend one guy, somebody else is getting is, is picking up the slack, and mm. that's I think partly why we've had such a successful year. What uh, 
how has the year gone? I mean, I we we talk we we opened up talking about your your record and everything like that, um, and you kind of talked about you know the long road of just you know literally months of, of practice and overcoming travel and COVID and weather and blah, blah, blah. How has the year gone? Uh, have you been able to enjoy it as a coach or as a, as a team? Is it, is it easy to find successes? Maybe not every day, but every week. Well, definitely as a coach, this is a really fun team to coach. They, um, you know, we're continuing to get better. Um, I do think early in the season, really, even when we played Ellensburg down in, in Yakima, and that was a, once again, we had a snow game canceled last minute. They're like, hey, they're needing a game down there. You guys want to go play? And we thought, yeah, that'd be a great game for us to play um, because we knew they'd be a great team in a lot of competition. <clears throat> and so um, that was a fun game. Um, and then we got into, you know, the next day we were supposed to play Kings. Unfortunately, we didn't get that game. That was a, a team we played the year before played a really close game with them that'd be Um, one you want yeah you know and and so we we lost three what we would consider you know Yakima tribal we played last year we were supposed to play this year and you know COVID interfered with that weather interfered with it you know Kings we weren't able to get we were supposed to play Kashmir so we lost three games this year um to circumstances that were out of our control and and those were games that I felt like were some teams that were going to really maybe give us a challenge, a little more challenge. And, and that's where, um, you know, our league is not as strong this year. I mean, there's some, there's some, you know, we're just not quite as strong as the league was, you know, five or six years ago when Kittitas was winning, but there was multiple teams that were, you know, competing all the time. Um, and so I think it was, that's probably been one of our challenges is we kind of needed we needed to be challenged more, you know, Ellensburg lit it up on us. I mean, I think they shot 75% from the three point line in that game down in, in the sundown. And, you know, we realized, wow, we got to get better at perimeter defense and defending the, the outside shooter. Um, and I think we have, but um, we haven't been challenged enough in that area. I know we got to, I know you got a game this week before we can get to Spokane, but coach, I'm not a coach, so I can look ahead, you know, (laughs) um, how do you prepare a team to play in a really cool basketball arena like that? Um, it's intense. You're not at home. Hopefully Cleveland, Roslyn, South Cleveland, Ronald and all them, hopefully they shut down so everybody can go travel. But so sir, there's some emotional highs, but, how do you get a team prepared to, you know what, what what's the, the scene in Hoosiers where Gene Hackman has them measure the free throw right. line and measure how high the hoop is? I mean, how do you remind the guy it's the same size court, same size ball, same five guys on the court, or did I just answer my question by basically saying that? <laughs> well, I, I would tell you this. Number one, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm, how, how I'm going to prepare them to come into this. Um, confident and and understanding who we are so you know yeah i'm going to be having to think about that i'll I'll be honest with you i'm always kind of a one game at a time kind of guy so Mm -hmm. i'm right now i'm i'm probably over focused on saturday but we have to handle that um to get the opportunity i mean i don't know if you guys realize i believe the last time that clayelum was at state was at 1999 Mm. um 
So we don't have any experience in the Dome. I mean, that was a good reason we got to play in Yakima. We actually got to play in the Dome. None of these kids have ever played in a Dome. Right. Even in a you – know, we've never played in the Sun Dome. We've never played in the um, – like the Wenatchee, the Toyota Center. We just haven't ever played in – and it is a little bit different. Your shots are a little bit different with – you know, um, I will say this. Clayle and Roslyn fans have been phenomenal. I mean, down in River – we were at – Riverview High School playing this weekend, and and we definitely had the dominant crowd over Columbia Burbank, which was they're probably what thirty minutes away from that gym. We right. had way more fans. It was it was it was definitely like, and I, I realized it was a district championship game, but I mean it was it was a playoff. You know, it was awesome. Our band was there. Our fans were just cheering and loud, and um, and I think that really helped us. That gave us a lot of energy especially down the stretch as we, as we, you know, fought back in and, and really made it a tight game. What do you know about uh, Northwest Christian? Well, you know, we've been obviously watching some film there. Um, I think they're a pretty solid team. They have two or three guys that are fairly good shooters and attack the basket. Um, I would say, you know, I was trying to compare them to Columbia Burbank. They're definitely have some pretty strong guys. Um, they do have one tall center that comes in once in a while. I don't know if he plays all the time in the games I've watched. He didn't play as much. Um, I feel like it's a good matchup for us. Um, but like any day, any given day, you've got to you got to show up, show up, and take care of business. And so um, that's been our focus. You know, we're going over some of what we've seen them do. Um, you know, it's it's the details, right? It's reminding players that every time you get a defensive rebound, one or two of those guys are going to collapse on you to try to keep you from getting outlet passes and, and pass breaking. And, and it can be very effective. And, and I, in the game I watched, they did it every single time. Somebody was coming and kind of putting pressure on the guy that gets the rebound. And they got some steals from that. So we have to really, you know, not just get the rebound, but you have to take care of the ball after you get it. So. When, when you're watching game film, you know, so Northwest Christian, they're north of Spokane there. Um, uh, can you, I mean, every team is different, right? Every team has maybe a, a different set of skills or, or one thing that they excel in over, over another, but is basketball different? Maybe I'm overthinking this coach. So you can tell me to shut up anytime, but is basketball <laughs> any different, whether it's Spokane or, or greater Vancouver or, or, you know, uh, North Seattle, or, or is there a different style of play or is that just team by team? Um, I would say it's team by team most of the time. And, and at least for me as a coach, I try to adjust what we do based on the personnel that I have on my team. You know, my team this year, I should say next year might look slightly different in how we play and what style of basketball we play because our personnel is going to change just a little bit. Um, and that can be to your advantage or not necessarily a disadvantage, but you can just play different styles of basketball. Um, depending on who you have and who you go against. Um, you know, I would tell you that um, as much as we're going to work on how we defend them, they're going to have to defend us too. And I think they're going to find it very hard to defend us if we play and work the ball around like we're capable. I'm not asking you to give all the secrets or anything like that, but uh, beyond the normal bumps and bruises, how's the health of the guys? Um, actually, everybody's healthy. We're we're good that way. Everybody's 
um, yeah, everybody's healthy. So, you know, I mean, normal little basketball stuff, but I wouldn't say there's um, any issues that way. So, and uh, you mentioned the last time Clay Allen was was playing in state. I actually remember that, Coach. Uh, uh, 99, 2000, whenever it was, some kid named Vince Glondo was playing and uh um who last time i saw him still looks like he's in playing shape so uh do the kids did i i mean i don't want to be like i'm some old guy but i'm definitely <laughs> not in playing shape but did the kids know i mean that's pretty significant hey we're going back there and this is a there's been you know this is a we've waited a generation maybe even more for cleon rosson to get back into you know the the regional state the regional part of the state tournament, and we have a chance to go to to Spokane. Do you, do you talk about that, or do you not want to over stimulate them or over make them think too much about it? Well, I I would tell you that we've been talking about that for about three years, mm-hmm. and and part of it was we really recognized that we needed to start, we needed to have change the culture and our mentality about playing, and and playing for the success of the team, not always for your personal success, those kind of things. And, and there was a real shift about three years ago. And, and, and every year we talk about, we go up, you know, look at the trophy from 1959, the last, well, last state champions from Clay Allen, 1959, if you can believe that. Wow. You know, we look at the banners on the wall. Um, you know, we were, we were co-league champions last year. For the first time since maybe '98, I think. Um, I don't. I think in '99 they were district champions, but not league champions. Um, so yeah, we've been talking about that. Not so much focusing on it this week. Like we're not, you know. I, as you just mentioned, I'm. I don't want to have them overthinking that part of it. But we've been talking about it. Our goal, you know, we achieved our first goal, which was to become league champions outright. Um, we did that, you know, knock on, you know, fortunately we did that undefeated this year. Um, our second goal was to be district champions, you know, when we, we came up a little bit short, but I will tell you, I'd rather be a state champion than a district champion. <laughs> yes, and sir. I feel like, you know, we had the opportunity for growth and learning from this game. And I really hope that, 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 that we do that as play, you know, our players embrace that growth and go, okay, what can, I can do a few things just a tiny bit better. Like, it's that close. It's just a razor's hair. It's one or two plays throughout the game that is the difference, you know, because if we make one or two more free throws or we don't turn the ball over one or two other times, we're up two or three, and now they have to go defend us differently instead of us being down one or two, right? And that changes the entire end of the game. And, and so – um, that's some of the detail we talk about. Once again, sometimes probably too much, but um, it's really important that they understand you have to play every possession, and every possession you have to covet it like it's the last play of the game, um, and that's how you win. Tight games, close games. It, it's somewhat cliche, but the cliche is true. I mean, just play fundamental basketball. Make the free throws when you get them. Draw the foul when you get them take a quality shot. I mean, you're not saying anything that's groundbreaking coach. It's makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a pretty, it's a basic game that way. <laughs> you know, I, we talk a lot about 
about sharing the ball. Um, and, and we've done a better job in, in, the, in, the, in the playoffs of getting a lot more assists and how important it is for every player on our team. If, if, I try to, if, if I'm playing on that team and I try to get the other four players as many shots as I can, I guarantee you it will come back around, right, to, to you. And if you do that, you get the guy, the, the guy that's opened the ball, good things are going to happen. And, um, and I think we've done, going in this, in this playoff stretch, we've done that. And, and honestly, I don't think we're I, – I still don't think we've played our best basketball yet. Well, if you're I, gonna, hope that starts, I hope that happens Saturday. Mm-hmm. If you're going to peak late February, early March is the Perfect. time you want to peak. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Coach, we uh, don't want to keep any longer. We know you got a lot to get, get going here, but we truly appreciate you taking the time, and congratulations on a heck of a run this year, and know that we're all rooting for you, and we're excited to see what you guys do this Saturday. Well, John and Eric, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you giving me a call. And, um, yeah, go Warriors. Go Warriors. Right, go coach. Warriors. Good luck this weekend. All right. Talk thank to you, you soon. Talk to you guys. Thanks, Coach. All right. Well, we're back after that great interview with Coach Terrell from the Cleon Warriors. Good luck to them on their state you know, quest. At, at the end of the day, like like Coach was saying, it doesn't. You, they got to win. Mm-hmm. They, they just have to win. And they've had great success this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to. They got a, a talented, athletic group of guys. Um, I, I mean, more power to them. I'm, I'm hoping to see them playing in, in Spokane late on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That, that's the goal. So um, appreciate Coach Terrell for for coming out and chatting with us. And and uh, we were talking. We were you and I were talking about you know, things that we can do to wrap this up. You mm-hmm. know, uh, state tournament is a once a year thing. Right. Olympics are once every two years or once every four years. I guess you could say. And uh, um, the Winter Olympics, you know, wrap, wrapping up. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, did, you, did you enjoy it? I did. You know, I don't know why, but I really got more into the Winter Olympics than I did the summer one this year. Mm-hmm. I, I did. It was like what we watched as soon as I wake up in the morning. If I woke up early, I'd turn it on because it was wrapping up yep. the night. Yep. Right? And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I, I don't know why, but I have a thing for curling. I could watch that all day for some reason. My is wife it, and I do together. Actually. You know, I enjoy it because when else do you get to see it? So we yeah. only get to see it every four years, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy watching it too. Yeah. And I'm not an expert at it, but I was like, okay, now I'm starting mm-hmm. to understand the strategy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I actually like playing shuffleboard. I played that as a kid at my grandparents' house all the time, so yeah. there's some similarities there. But um, also, and I can't remember his name, but how more America can you get for United States' guy? Oh, Matt. Just, I mean, that guy was an every man. I'm like, yeah. I want that guy in my backyard barbecue. Yeah, I mean, I think I could get oh, along with him. I bet he'd be, yeah, he'd be the guy barbecuing up a brisket all day. But obviously, a beer. he knows what he's doing too. Yeah. He's a great, Hammond, he's an right? athlete. He's an expert in what he does. You know, Hammonds, Hammond, yeah, something Any, like that. It'll come to me at midnight. I'll call. Right, him. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. We'll have a good talk over it or yeah. midnight snacks. Um, but no, like in the what was the meme that kept coming across? But it's like, how mad are people knowing that the most popular U.S. team USA? Is a bunch of dads that look like they just got the barbecue <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. backyard. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it's so like true. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the Olympics. I I, I watch them religiously, mm-hmm. summer and winter. I would agree with you. You know, last year's summer, I was watching it, but maybe it's because I was just mad because COVID and yeah. blah blah blah, and it got postponed a year, and then there was no fans mm-hmm. and stuff. So, um. I, w- I was happy to have a little bit sense of normalcy. I really enjoyed like the 
slalom and super G and the, and the, yeah. the team tournaments and, and, or the team races, uh, on the slopes, um, very fun stuff. Mm-hmm. My wife and daughters love the ice skating, which I do too, but I enjoy seeing things that I truly cannot see until yeah. every four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, the, maybe it's just cause I don't watch downhill skiing a lot, but for some reason that course seemed way more treacherous than any course I've ever, cause it was like the path they had to make cause they didn't have snow. They made the snow. Yeah. And then it's like a cliff on yeah. each side. Like yeah. don't go off the edge cause you're not going to make it. I am a, uh, former skier i would like to say i'm a i I still ski but it's been a few years now but Mm -hmm. um and i have been in some pretty precarious situations and those people are another level of yeah because those i mean they're they're doing 60 70 miles an hour yeah and that's insane yeah i mean i have wrecked at like what i would assume is like 20 or 30 miles an hour and it it it's bad yeah so those people like and they go when they wreck they go through like three levels of safety nets and yeah. stuff like that and uh well the one person i saw that took a spill they were going it was like the it was early and they were going like 80 i think yeah and they spilled and they had to wait for people to get to them and they had to haul them they sledded them down because yeah was, yeah so if you're getting on a car wreck at 80 think about it when you're going 80 and you have nothing but a skin tight suit you know <laughs> but uh it it I, awesome. I really enjoy the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we downloaded and paid for the right apps to watch it and mm-hmm. blah 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 and and uh, you know so we'll it's kind of yeah. like it with the NFR. I make sure I pony up mm-hmm. some cash for NFR apps and and streaming services and and the same thing with the Olympics because it's it's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. I didn't usually I get into the speed skating because of Apollo. Ono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to watch it a little bit. It was kind of when they stopped the race one day because a uh, uh, skate. Yeah, the blade had come off. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, could you imagine them not finding that and someone coming through with their hand? Oh god, oh that hurt. gosh. But oh, just the idea. Yeah, of it. I, that was fun. The speed skating is fun, yeah. and um, I didn't. I don't think I watched any hockey. I I watched I a watched bit. some skeleton luge bobsled and stuff like yeah. that. And those the luge kept crashing. Yeah. Ouch. Apparently <laughs> this this course was super aggressive, maybe even too aggressive. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So it was fun. Uh, where is? I guess we should know where the. Uh, I didn't get to see Italy the closing or Rome. Ce- yes, I think Italy. Maybe Rome? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get to watch the closing ceremonies, mm. but the opening ceremonies were pretty incredible. Yeah, and, uh, that was awesome. So yeah, the Olympics. I'm I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Huge fan. Big time. I did watch some of the hockey. The Kraken's number one draft pick. Yeah. He, he got the most ice time. Yeah, I heard about buddy. that. I heard about and, that. Uh, yeah. Which I didn't realize hockey guys could go back to college after they got drafted. They get to like, finish their years. It seems like they, it's they make up the rules. or yeah. Whatever. yeah. It's a whole he, different breed. Here is one debate, I guess. So I feel bad for the ice skating because um, the, the Russian lady, yeah. she's a 15-year-old kid, and really she's a kid, mm-hmm. but she's like, some people call her the most dominant skater, the best skater of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you agree with allowing her to continue to compete even after these drugs or doping or whatever it was? Um, yeah. You know, she made it, but you you got to admit, I mean, 15-year-olds. Who's making those decisions? Who's, it ain't her. It's, she's not the one deciding to take this. But her life, it sounds like she came back to a hero's welcome. No. But... 
that alters your life in yeah. a negative way. And because uh, you'll never be able to compete in the national scene without that on your record, always for the rest of yeah. your life. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I uh, mm-hmm. some people have said that that stains the Olympics, just allowing her to compete again. Um, it, what it does for me as a fan is it just. To me, the Olympics are are pure, mm-hmm. and it's it's fun, and and you celebrate international competition. But I will say it's getting a little bit more too political for me. But yeah, because I, I was, still watch the opening ceremonies. It was amazing how much they talked about the politics. Of the yeah, game. they did. Granted, they did. it wasn't very easy or very comforting to me seeing the Chinese guy sitting next to Putin. Yeah, friendly. Yeah, that's not good. But yep. um, but you're right. I. I watched that stuff to get away from the politics of things. Exactly. Exactly. So I was bummed to see what they've now, what I heard them say, what's the best rivalry in the Olympics is the women's hockey between the USA and Canada. And we mm-hmm. lost to Canada in the yeah. gold medal game. Three to two, though, I believe. Was close, yeah. I, could, I could be wrong. They scored a goal. USA scored a goal to bring it within one with like 30 seconds left, I believe. Yeah. But that's exciting. Like, that's kind of cool. I mean, that's yeah. a cool rivalry. And, yeah. and um, um, yeah, I mean, women's hockey. Mm-hmm. United States' is, championships got to go through them. That's, that's, right. that's cool. That's cool. I did. They did have a few times where I was watching their game, and the camera had to pan away. I was wanting to see the fights because I, I bet those women can get after it. <laughs> They're trying to beat each other, and the, but they won't show it. I don't think you can fight in the Olympics. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure they can hold their own. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Sure. That's right. Well, I can't wait for the next Olympics. Wintertime, maybe it's because I have time off slow for Farmer, right? Yeah. And maybe that's why I like it so much, but it didn't help that our TV took a crap a couple of days before that and had to go buy a new one. So that helped out. Had a good viewing experience. I had to. I had to that's, get a new that's one. great. Had to get did a you upgrade? One. I did. Yep. yep. We went up to the next size bigger. Didn't go to the biggest one they had because I told Paige, let's, let's save some. I want to be able to get bigger because it's probably all we can afford in our life was the next size up because be, we'll tap out at 72. How, bi- how big is it? 65. And think, what, what did you have? Uh, 55. Is it noticeably different? Yeah. The quality of the screen. So we bought a TV two years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, they're just like computers and cars. Yeah. As soon as you buy it, something else is brand new. Yep. I wish we would have researched better, but we were kind of in a pickle. And I wish we would have gotten one that's a faster processor, I guess, because it, it's a little slow. And there's times that you're like... Yep, this sucks. And I will. I, I focused on the screen yeah. itself, not necessarily the size, but the mm-hmm. screen and the processor. Hundred percent agree with yeah. you. So and 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 the mix of, yeah. There you go. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't, if you're buying a TV soon, listen to us because we've went through it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, don't be caught. I caught up with the, that one was the best picture in the show or the showroom. I mean, you can. That's dial important. It. Yeah. But I think when you when you hit a button. And in this day and age, if yeah. something takes more than a blink of an eye, yeah. what's going on? Well, and we're streaming everything now, so it's like, yeah. there's a glitch, and they're like, well, is it the internet? Is it the TV? And then we've, I, I will admit, you know, first world problems. Yeah, These are 100%. all first world problems, yeah. but we bumped up our, our internet, Yeah, whatever well, they are, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a, te- is it on? Okay, the it's internet's faster. working, yeah. right? <laughs> we're faster, or yeah. we can hold more, The mm-hmm. it's got a better demand upload or whatever speed, yeah, yeah whatever yeah so yeah it makes a difference especially when you have like three people on it which why is that many people do we in our house wait till we? like everybody's got an ipad four <laughs> yeah devices per person gee many christmas yep i yeah, know 
it's a interesting time we're living in. Yes, it is. But it's a it was kind of nice. It was a Super Bowl, and I'm I'm ready for to watch some state basketball in there because I got SWX working the antenna. So I'm pretty fired up. It's for a, this. it's it's, it's an exciting time because That's once right. once everything dies down a little bit, then you're going to be in in gale force winds. Uh-huh. Three jackets on. Being on that diamond. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding in the dugout. Yep. Uh, absolutely. I'm fired up, man. Good. As a you baseball do. guy, I'm just I'm, my soul needs it. Yep. We don't have MLB. Division One started this weekend. Yep. I've been watching the D2s on streaming services yep. that are free. And if it's if your service isn't free, make it free so you yep. can promote your college. Yep. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shout out to my good friend Kelly Gow, who's smart. And just got home. He schedules a every other year Hawaii trip. They just got done playing Hawaii Pacific over the weekend. And I was like, wow. dude, that sounds nice. I'm kind of curious if he got sunburned again. I haven't heard. His, his opening day. He, anyways, I'm not going to get into Kelly, that. post some photos. Let's, let us Tag know. us in them. Let us know. Yeah. So, well, John, uh, I can't wait to get wrapped up. If you guys, we are going to try to see what kind of scores we can get uh, out there on the social media for the games this Saturday. And we look forward to watching everybody hopefully punch their tickets to the Big Dome. That's right. Either the Spokane Arena or the old Sun Dome. So without further ado, take care of one another and get out there and support. The world's so big, this town's so small. If you circle the square, you've seen it all. The Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Please check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please rate and review our podcast. Check us out and follow for all your local sports updates on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. The official music of Kittitas Valley Sports Talk is brought to you by Austin Jenks. Please go check him out and all of his great music anywhere you can stream music. I want to be your rock, want to be your man. Don't want to hold you back, just want to hold your hand. How on a mountain breeze in your head, by the sea salt. Are you a company looking to support local athletic coverage? If so, think about sponsoring the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring, please reach out via email to eric at bigcountrymedia.net to find out more information. Whether it's the main sponsor of our sports podcast, getting a company shout out on the new 2022 YouTube video series, sponsoring our monthly rodeo podcast, is just a great way to help support local coverage of all local sports and rodeo from our great Kittitas Valley. Please check us out on our social media by searching Kittitas Valley Sports Talk or again, reach out via email to eric at bigcountrymedia.net.